4: Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, I have uh, been asked a question for 30-some-odd years as a consultant, the same question, over and over and over again. And with me here today to answer this question, or at least give it some, shed some light on the topic, is Ms. Lynn Murrow, Executive Vice President of Lifestyles Unlimited. Lynn, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you, Del, it's
4: always fun to join you. Consultants, you've been one, you've been a single family, you've been a multi-family, um, you're ahead of all the consultants now. Uh, question that we all get, in fact the disruption, probably the most pertinent disruption there is in the ability of a person to change their financial situation when they come to work with us is should I go single family or should I go multi-family? It is such a devastating shot in the arm, because when they go to the two-day, the first day is all about single-family, and they're going, "Aha! Uh-huh, I knew it, I knew that's what I should do, that's absolutely incredible, the numbers were unbelievable, it seems easy as heck to do, and then they go to the second day, and it's, oh my God, this multifamily stuff is unbelievable. And there it is. They're ruined because they really don't know what to do. They go home and they go, hmm, I really want to do it. I saw the second day, but mm, maybe I'm better off doing the first day. I'm the single family, the multifamily. And hence the the curve begins where we have to get them through this. This has been going on for 30 years. I know you, have uh, being a leader of the consultants, get this all the time from the consultants. This seems to be the probably most wasted part of the help that we give to people, because until they pick what they want to do, we can't help you do it. We can't give you the information. I mean, you can sit there and intake massive, massive, massive amounts of information on both sides of the stream, and hopefully somewhere along the line, you'll have enough information, you can make a decision. But is there an easier way? And that's what we want to do today. I want you to take us through this and explain the pros and the cons of single-family and multifamily housing. Why don't you take it away?
5: Okay. Uh, I think that, that there is a way to lead people through this decision. And one of the things that I found is that going out to the Internet and just uh, you know researching that question is going to lead you to disaster. Um, I'm surprised at just the the lack of logic involved in some of the comparisons that I see in the businesses. And it's all gonna begin with your resources. We can't begin anywhere else than where we're at. And so what resources do you have today? And what are your goals? What kind of time do you have available? What kind of um, resources and education do you have? You know, when you talk about the financial freedom uh, seminar that that we have, which is that two-day seminar you know, going through there gives you this roadmap for both single family and multifamily. And then the next step after getting the roadmap is figuring out where you need to start on that journey.
4: So do you said you have a way, a logical maybe decision tree that you can use to get through that?
5: Yeah, I think we could we could go through that today. I I think it begins with just your your dollar resources for investing. So you're going to look at your total resources, all your sources of resources, and we we encourage people to consider, you know, what about that ATV that you haven't been on in five years? You know, what about? I hate to tell people to sell their Harley. If you've got a Harley, you know, or any kind of motorcycle, <laughs> you should be riding it, okay? Because <laughs> you know I'm a Harley rider. Right? Get on oh. that bike and ride it. But if you're not going to ride it for some reason, maybe you've gotten older, maybe you've gotten an injury, uh, you know, maybe there's a reason. Uh, sell that thing Uh, it's it's debt equity sitting in your garage Uh, there's equity in your home there's there's cash available in a variety of places in most of our lives so when you get all that together and you look at it how much do you have and that's going to determine in large part where you start people start in single-family because it requires a, a lower dollar amount often than purchasing your own multifamily. And I think at this point, we should define our, our business model, which is single family rental properties and apartment communities. And that delineation begins, contrary to a lot of people's belief, at five units. So anywhere um, from, uh, you know, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, those are still considered single family investments. And so if you have you know, a smaller amount of money, then getting started in single family might be the right thing for you. And then what we want you to do is have a path because it's our belief and we've seen it literally thousands of times that the way to create the wealth and passive income that that you want for the lifestyle that you want to live is really best served in multifamily.
4: Uh, Well, you know, it it depends on how you look at that, because I'm being the devil's advocate now, right? So if we go out there and we do an IRO situation where we buy a small apartment by ourselves, we're probably going to be spending more of our own personal time and involvement um, than we would if we bought a single family or a couple single family houses. So it's a little different there. Now, in the long run, in the long run, when you get to you have a larger apartment and you've got a full-time staff, uh, then the involvement becomes very little and so then you are it's not the money it's the lifestyle uh segue you are the lifestyle at that point because you're doing very little i call it dollars for hours and i looked at you know how do i what do i have to do to go to work and earn x number of dollars so what do i earn per hour and then i look at okay a single family house man i once i get that thing up and going uh the amount of dollars per hour to keep it going is very little i mean i get my paycheck uh in my pot profit and i've done almost nothing most of the months in a row until the leases due again same thing is true with the smaller property though except you get a little bit more money in each of those paychecks so again until you get to that larger property you're going to have a little more time involved now it really gets messy when you go up the up the line though right so we've got the possibility of being an iro uh, apartment owner then you've got the possibility of being a passive apartment owner which means you've got nothing involved now when you go time <laughs> and you compare time to time you've got nothing I mean other than figuring out which deals you want to put your money in little research there understanding the the legal documents you're signing a little time spent there then that money's just earning without you doing anything there's no time dollar spent at all it's really a you know, the best of the time choices. Then you go to the next one where you can be a lead investor. And as a lead investor, you're back now to a full-time job. Uh, That's what it is. And don't ever say that it's not. Don't ever guess that it's not, that you can be a lead investor. And by the way, that's the syndicator of a deal. We call them lead investors here because we certify them. And that's a certification name we give people. So that is another full-time job. So we've we've run this whole gamut of time thing. So You're saying, let's start with money. How much do you have to invest? We haven't given them a a decision tree off the money yet. Then you're saying, let's look at time. Do you think time should be first or money should be first, Lynn?
5: I think it depends on what an individual's focus is. If time is your most valuable asset at the moment, where you have the money to invest, time is what you're looking at because you're not, you know, maybe you're working 60 hours a week already right then time is going to be your most important criteria if money is where your your shortage is then and you've got some time then your decision is going to be different
4: yeah and you know the interesting thing is with that discussion is that the only real limitation that anybody really has if you think about it is time I mean, Mm -hmm. you can go borrow all the money you want to borrow. You can have people invest with you and bring money to the deal. You can use other people's credit. You can use other people's uh, knowledge and expertise by hiring them to work and do what you don't know how to do. So there's really no limitation other than your personal time. And when that's gone, it's gone, right? So I I think you're right. Time is the first and most important. So we sit down with someone and we say, hey, or they should sit down with themselves and their spouse and say, what are we really trying to accomplish here and some people might have the discussion with themselves or with their spouse that hey we're willing to give up some time right now work a little harder now to get total freedom much quicker in the future or we're not we've got to take this step by step we're going to have to take this step by step as we go to break here and when we come back lynn's going to pick this back up and take us where we need to know so that we can get into the things that we need to get into we'll be right back with lynn murrow and the del walmsley radio show
0: Lumsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle.
4: I had a guy that used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said, "Dell, I own
0: real estate. Well, do you own real estate? Register for our live online free workshop and find out how you can get all the things you want out of life with passive income. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Brought to you by Lifestyles Unlimited. Don't. Del- Walmsley talks about understanding the system.
4: Guy told me the other day on the radio, he says, you know, I understand the system. They let the stock market go up to feed our ego to think we're getting somewhere. And then they crash it on us and take it all away. So now we're stuck. He says, I've lived through two of those cycles. So he started investing in real estate to get away from the cycle.
0: Are you ready to break the cycle? Start investing in real estate today. Find out how. Join Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire, and national radio host, Dell Wamsley, on getting the information you need to get through this. So you
4: ask yourself, isn't this the wrong time to get out of the stock market? Very well could be, but maybe it might go down. And then you ask yourself, man, if I would have had some of that money, I could have used it. People are gonna be afraid. And the people who are in the real estate that are losing money are gonna be afraid. And they're going to want to get out. And when they do, we're going to be able to go in and buy at very advantageous prices that are going to change our family's future, quite honestly. So you need information on how to do that. You need the knowledge of how to get through this. You need to get into Lifestyles right now.
0: Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Talk
3: 137, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to the Del Walmsley Radio Show. With me today is Lynn Merrill, who is the Executive Vice President of Lifestyles Unlimited. And we're discussing a topic that is, uh, I would say, very, very uh, diverse in possibility. It's, it's one that I can't get my arms around to nail down. So why I've asked her here today to see if she can shed some of her opinion onto it. And that is, which is better, single family or multifamily, and which... One should I choose for myself? So we've first segment we knocked around. Okay, what are the parameters of of that choice for us? You know, do we have enough money to do multifamily? Should, can we even consider it? Do we, you know, et cetera. And then there's there's more parameters to consider before we can even make decisions. For example, Lynn, for single family, you're going to have to to qualify to buy a single family house. You're going to have to have a job, you're, or at least prove income of some kind, and you're going to have to have decent credit. Whereas in multifamily, you cannot have a job and go buy an apartment complex, which seems oxymoronic, doesn't make, it, make any sense at all, because people don't understand that when you're buying a single-family house, you're qualifying with your income to have enough money to pay the mortgage. But when you're buying an apartment complex, they're not looking to your income to pay that mortgage. They're looking at the profit from the property to pay the mortgage. So we're stuck at those levels of interaction to start with, Lynn. How do you see that, and do you have a decision tree that you share with people when you talk to them at that to get past that point? Because there's really way more to this discussion we're not even close to getting to yet. But just at that <laughs> basic level, um, sure. What,
5: uh, so, so you start with that decision tree. Is who are you? What are your resources, and what is your time? And you're going to need a little bit of time to do um, to either either one of these. So we we go to whether or not you want to be more active in the business or more passive in the business. If you want to be more passive in the business, we want to take a look then at your opportunities for multifamily. If you're willing to do some work in the business, then we look at single family. Do you have the ability to get the loan? You're going to need to have some source of income. Frankly, W-2 income is better than uh, independently uh, You know, an independent business, uh, being self-employed, because it's easier to prove up. But both of those can find lending sources for single family. And then you want to look at uh, your financial resources. If you have, you know, a lot of financial resources, I really want you to look at multifamily. I want you to look at being an independent rental owner or passively investing in syndicated apartment communities. If you have resources you know, around uh, less than $50,000, know, maybe it's $30,000, um, then I want you to take a look at the single-family opportunity. And you also need to look at, do you need monthly income? Or is quarterly income okay? Or do you have plenty of income? And so you're looking at a longer play for retirement. Those are three really important questions.
4: Absolutely. And um, as you're going through this here, I'm I'm trying to think of a way to put it like down on a piece of paper and make my decision tree. Uh, But I just realized that it really comes down to what the person wants as much as it is what they have to work with. In other words, you could start with what I want to do and then look at it and say, can you do it? And if you can't do it at this point, what can you do now? So there's there's a, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking and I'm trying my brain because I'm a type B personality and you can just see that scales, you know, that, that little scale that has two sides to it. And my brain is going back and forth. It's flipping the scale back and forth. What's more important, what I want to do or what I can do, you know? And <laughs> you see people with different brains come at this like, well, I want that go You're not even close to qualifying to go do something like that. I don't care. That's what I want. Right. And then you have other people go, well, I don't know. I don't think I can even possibly. Dude, what are you talking about? You can go buy a hundred unit apartment complex today. You know, you could retire in a year. I guarantee you, you know, that kind of thing. So (laughs) you get all messed up with what they want before you even get into what it is they really can do. Right. Uh,
5: We have a we have a financial freedom seminar presenter today that sat with his wife in front of me eight years ago. And we had exactly that conversation. Well, we think we'll, we'll continue with single family and this and that. And, and, and I'm going, are you kidding me? You guys have the resources, the talent, the energy, and the time to be apartment owners. What are you doing, right? And they took that leap. They did it. And the rest is history. been very successful. And now they're giving back by teaching others this, this methodology that you worked out over, over 30 years ago. But, yeah, it's it's a combination of both, and I think we can get those questions. So, you know, we look at what do you want to do, then can you do that? And there's a reality to that, right? Do you have the resources to do that? Do you have the time to do that? And do you currently have the education to do that? And if you don't, how quickly can you get it? Fortunately, our program allows people to work at their own pace, and they can cruise through this education really quickly. So I don't think education should be a, uh, a hindrance. It's available. We've got it.
4: Right, Um, I think you're right. And let's take that one off the table and think for everybody. If one of your fears, guys, on what I can or can't do or, or, you know, so forth. Listen to Lynn. That has been taken off the table. Lifestyles has taken away any possibility of you not understanding how to do it. We will teach you. Right. So let's leave that one behind. Moving on
5: just follow down this track of we've got about $30,000. We know that we eventually want to get to a more passive position, but we're going to begin by doing some work in our business in single family. And there's a difference between the acquisition process of the same number of units or the same number of income in single family and multifamily. And that's why when you get down the path and you're looking at acquiring 5, 10, 15, 20 units, it's much more effective and efficient to be doing that in multifamily. But you might start in single family with one, two, three units, five units. And then you're going to look at a 1031 exchange into a small apartment community. And suddenly units that were spread out across the city, units that required, you know, different uh, different types of maintenance at different times and calling different teams maybe because they're, they're in different cities and spread out, um, suddenly goes under one roof. And that's, that's the efficiencies of multifamily and why if you have the resources to begin with five units or more, you will have an easier job to manage those five units under one roof. I think everyone can relate to that. If all your tenants are in one place, it's a lot easier to go there and do what has to be done. If they're spread out across the city it's more difficult and so once you look at those choices it's pretty easy to see if you have the resources and ability to go to multifamily why you would want to start there
4: all right we're gonna take it right there and we're gonna throw this out there for a teaser for the next segment guys when we come back from this next break I am going to tell you what the best one is. (laughs) So as we teased you with, hey, there's no real decision, there's no real right or wrong, there is no best, exactly what I'm going to do when I come back is tell you exactly what the best is and why it is. And then Lynn can pick that apart and talk about, but when you can't do that, what is the second best and so on. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Lynn Murrow and the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
1: talk 1370 the right choice
3: welcome back now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire america one person at a time del wansley
4: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Lynn Merrill, Executive Vice President of Lifestyles Unlimited. And what we've done for you during the first two segments was confuse you as much as almost every member is confused when they first come in the door. And the reason that they're confused is because there's so many different options available, so many different ways to, you know, as you would say, uh, skin the cat is one of the sayings go. And when you come in you just get confused there's so many different variables that you're looking at so what we've done is we bumped it back around in front of you a few times so that you could get as confused as people are so you would understand so now if you haven't heard the first part of the segment or the first part of the show you need to go back and listen to this uh, as a podcast because you will then understand where we're going so Lynn now let's open it up for him and really shed some light on the topic the number one best way to to know what people should want to invest in is to look at where the most successful people are at. At. there's no other way to, to idealize it other than hey where I'm at now financially I would never go back to buying single-family houses again now that's got to tell you something right it's got to tell you what is the ideal situation let's look at it number one with multifamily housing you're getting a very large bang for your buck you're getting a very large amount of money coming from one business you don't have to have two, five, 5 10 20 80 at one time I had a hundred houses Uh, Now, I have one giant apartment complex that makes somewhere around $50,000 a month, and then I've got five others that I'm passive in that I don't do anything with, right? So it's like, man, one deal and you're done. One and done is a beautiful thing. Number two, the tax advantages on a single-family house are good. They'll cover the income. You won't pay taxes on the income. But there's not enough asset there to have a large enough amount of accelerated depreciation to be able to write off the excess depreciation against your earned income. And so because I own so many different kinds of businesses, many of the businesses have to pay taxes, and so I fill out a tax return at the end of the year and use my excess depreciation and get back those taxes or some portion of them. Last year I got seven hundred thousand dollars back my CPA did a prelim of this year, and I might get as much as $1.2 million back. There's no way you're going to do that with single-family houses. So people are going to want to do multifamily. Number three, you are hiring a staff of people that are should be as educated or more educated than you are in the business of operating your business. How do you not get sued in business? Have great business business employees that know what to do so they don't get sued. How do you make more money with a business? Have great employees, right? It's all about the quality of the people that are working with you. And if you own small amounts of real estate, you can only afford a higher, lower-end quality type people. Yeah, we go in and we find really good human beings and then we train them up to where they're pretty good at what they do. But, hey, when you bring somebody in that's got 20 years experience and they've done this for years and years and years and they've won awards and they're really good, man, that's that's solving the problem right there. It's all over with, right? So you've got massive income, massive depreciation, massive tax benefits, and very little, if any, personal time involvement other than managing your own not I'm sorry. I take the back not managing other than working on your business You don't work in your business if you look at all the apartment complexes I own now and I've owned in the last 20 years You won't find a job one in there for me, right? There's none because there's nothing for me to do in fact my employees tell me not to come around It's kind of like lifestyles my employees tell me don't come around Dell We're much better off when you're not looking over our shoulder and micromanaging stuff and, and so I just learned Stay away. You're not wanted nor needed. And that's a good thing that you're not needed. So this in my mind, Lynn, says this is the ultimate where you want to be. So everybody would aspire to this. Now, the last thing is go to your kids and say, kids, I'm going to leave you like 7, 8, 12, 20, or 100 houses. And watch your kids just curl up and die. <laughs> or tell your kids, I'm going to leave you a business that's self-operating. That makes you tons of money that has massive depreciation and you'll never pay any taxes on it at all and you're going to see their eyeballs be a little less squinty right because it's just easier to turn a completely internally controlled and operated business over to someone than it is for them to pick up and try to find your 37 houses and and start becoming a landlord they don't want to become right so again for the inheritance package it's a better situation wow Dell then why don't we all do multifamily housing? Well, as Lynn pointed out in the first segment, there's some limitations to getting started in multifamily other than the fact that we have now come up with the ability for you to do it passively, which there again, if you get all the way to the point where I owned 11 apartment complexes and I only worked on my business when I got to the point where I didn't even want to work on my business anymore, I bought One class A, took very expensive property, gave that one to my wife, so she had something to work on. And then I bought in with all these other lead investors so that I had nothing to work on. So there it is, Lynn. There is the place to aspire to. Those are the reasons multifamily are better. In fact, I'm going to give you one more. I just got an email, believe this or not, just got it during the break. A new loan for multifamily housing, 2.4% interest rate lowest interest rate ever for multifamily housing. Wow. So the rates, believe it or not, you say, well, wouldn't the rates be cheaper on a smaller loan? No. It also says you can't get the loan unless it's five million or larger. In other words, what's oxymoronic about real estate is the larger the loan, the easier it is to get. The smaller the loan, the harder it is to get, and qualifying for your own personal home is the hardest thing you're ever gonna do in this world of real estate. So, Lynn, take it away from there. Now that I've let the cat out of the bag, do you agree?
5: Absolutely. And uh, that's what I have learned by being a, a member of Life Bells Unlimited for almost 13 years. And I've followed that roadmap that you have laid out. And so we take the roadmap from wherever people are. And, and this is typically the destination once they have all the information where they want to end up. And so we can start in single family and end up in the position that you just outlined.
4: Absolutely. And one of the one of the things that you're getting in that decision tree there, Lynn, is uh, many times people ask me, you know, I got, I'm got i right in the middle money-wise. And then I ask them, where do you want to end up? You know what I mean? They've got just enough, Lynn, that I could see fit telling them, look, you'll be okay, go buy five houses, right? maybe put 20 grand in each house you got 100 grand into it and you've got you know 500 a month positive 400 a month times 5 you got 2000 bucks a month coming in five houses aren't that much to manage it's not that hard uh, but on the other hand is that where you want to end up because it really makes no sense Lynn to go through all of the transactional hassle and headache to go buy five houses and then turn around and 1031 them into an apartment if you could afford to start at the apartment right away, because, you know, getting in and out of a transaction costs money. And so some of that money gets eaten up in, in the process. Now, on the other hand, if you do not have enough money to buy an apartment complex, then you're where I was. I had no money, and I was able to go buy a rent house. But back then, you could buy a rent house for $2,000 down, right? And so I could scrape together 2000 In fact, don't tell anybody on the radio this. I hope this part doesn't go out. <laughs> I actually went and borrowed. I actually went and borrowed the money out of a credit card, you know, took a personal loan on a credit card to buy my first rent house. And uh, it wasn't illegal back then, by the way. You you just you could cash advance whatever you want. And they really didn't care because, you know, two thousand dollars worth of debt wasn't that much. Didn't mess my debt to income ratio hardly at all because I didn't own anything. Right. So it was easy uh, to do it. But. It was done that way because I had just lost a large amount of money in the stock market. I had very little funds. And there's a secondary factor, which for me, I didn't have Lifestyles Unlimited. I didn't have the education. I didn't know what to do, you know, with a business. I'm also going to throw one more hazard in there, Lynn, that I think is important. If you're going to start with multifamily, I would suggest you better have some, some remnant of understanding of accounting. Because it's a business, it's not a house. And you have to understand how to account for the income, expenses, and the balance sheet. And if you don't understand just at least enough or are willing to go get educated on it, that's the other possibility. Um then I think you're easy to start with single-family houses. And as we go to break here, I want to leave one point. Even when I started with single-family houses, Lynn, I set it up as a company in the very beginning. Not not, I didn't set up an LLC, but I had bank accounts for that business, and I tracked every income and every expense through QuickBooks, just like it was a business, although it was three rent houses. So I think that's where I got the experience to do it the right way. We'll take a short break. Be right back with Lynn Merle.
0: Lumsley on designing a lifestyle.
4: When I was younger, I decided that I was not going to live the life that the average person lived, which was to think I was going to work for the end of my life, save up enough money, and then when I'm old and gray and falling apart like I am now, try to buy my life back with a pile of money that I had. I said, no, I'm going to design a life and I'm going to live that life. That's it. Period.
0: Are you ready to design your life? Learn how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Dell Wamsley talks
4: about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only $300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach
0: you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Talk 1370.
3: Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wonsley.
4: Welcome back to the Del Womsey Radio Show. With me today is Lynn Merle, Executive Vice President of Lifestyles Unlimited. And Lynn, as we went to break, I wanted to come back and just, okay, I took the lid off and said multifamily, you agree, that's where most people want to end up. Let's talk about a few variable circumstances here that would change that. And you start thinking about them as I share the ones I can think of, and then you can bring some others. One of them that I found to be interesting is that uh, I've seen where a parent wants to buy a single-family house to teach their kid. And, uh, you know, that parenting thing and that uh, – being able to teach them hands-on about business and so on and so forth, I've seen that be an interesting one uh, where people have done that and I've had no problem with it. I've seen grandparents, in fact, even great-grandparents. I had a guy who was like 80 or 90 years old came in one day, uh, not too long ago either, and said, look, you know, I'm going to get my grandkids a rent house. I want to work. I want them to learn this stuff. And so, you know, there is that thing about if you're going to help somebody else, you probably don't want to go buy them an apartment complex to start them out. You want to see if they'll even take care of one house. So there is a little, you know, a variable there that if you're going to help somebody get started, it's probably better to see if they'll even take the house and do something with it. Because if they won't, you can take it back, sell it, and get rid of it a lot easier. Another one that I think, Lynn, is interesting is that, and I'm going to ask you if you've dealt with this, where the people have money, but the money isn't easily accessible to where they would be better off to go ahead and just start plinking away at something uh, to get them going. And so they can work their way into getting their money and whatever the variables are. I've got a divorce coming up. i got this coming up. I've got a retirement coming up. And, and they can work into it. At least they get something started, but they don't have a lot of cash up front. So it's just something to get them going is is a possibility. And then there's another one. Again, where you have amount of money that if you went and you needed money right away, and this is that right away kind of thing, you can right away go buy a rent house within 30 days and have positive cash flow coming to you. Very unlikely you're going to buy an apartment complex within 30 days. And even more unlikely that you're going to have positive cash flow coming to you anytime in the near future, probably you know, at least another 60 or 90 before the cash flow starts coming out of any business you've just start up is a typical example. Now, some I bought an apartment that made money day one, but I bought a class A apartment that was 96 percent occupied and no maintenance, no deferred maintenance. Right. So the day I bought it, it was a machine making money. But that's a very unlikely scenario for most people. Mm-hmm. So like if you even if you were gonna go and you could tomorrow go get in a passive deal, they're available, you could get the list and you could talk to people and find somebody you like and invest in their deal, they're probably not gonna pay until after at least one quarter, and sometimes they wait two quarters to start up. So there is these time variables that, hey, this person needs money today, look, I just lost my job, I gotta get into something right now, or I'm gonna lose my jobs even more likely because I can still qualify for a loan, but I know my, my job's going away in 60, 90 days, and I need to put some you know, stuff behind me. So those are the ones that just come to my mind very quickly. Do you see those things, variables, those variables, and do you ever just say, okay, look, I think even though we know that the end run is the apartment, this might be a better start for you?
5: That happens a lot, and that is often my recommendation on very similar circumstances to what you outlined. The last one you mentioned is one that is occurring right now, whereas, you know, my future is uncertain. And uh, it does take a little bit longer to get through the offer, the the, uh, the locating the evaluating, the offering, and the closing of a multifamily property, whereas you can go right now, as you said, in 30 days, you could be closed and taking over a single-family property and have it ready to go. And so that's often the way for people to get started. And it's something that you can do uh, relatively quickly. We can educate you as you go through the steps. We've got a checklist to keep you on point. And you can get that done very quickly and get the cash flow coming in. And that's what provides you the relief against some of these fears people have for the future.
4: Well, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this time with us. The The, the variable, the educational variable is the one that we're here in business doing for the last 30 years. We're an education and mentoring program. And um, I would like you, if you could, off the top of your head, share with them couple different ways you could get involved if you if you could.
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that the quickest way for you to find out more about how you can do this, how you can jump in and be part of the Lifestyles family, is to go to uh, um, freeworkshoplivestream.com. freeworkshoplivestream.com. And you can always go to our website, Lifestyles Unlimited, with an S, Lifestyles Unlimited, Dot com, And you can check out this radio podcast and all the others that Dell and the rest of our team have done. You can sign up for the free workshop. You can read articles, and you can find out more about Dell Wamsley.
4: All right. Well, I appreciate you getting that out here. And I appreciate you coming on. I know you're really, really busy. Uh, the amount of effort that you and the team has put forth has been just overwhelming. And I want, to share, I want to share these hearty thanks for you and the rest of the team for doing that. I know that um, as we get out there, the world's trying to get back, you know, back to, to normal again. But I don't think we're going to have a normal. I think we're going to have a new normal. And you're getting everybody ready for that and keeping everybody up to date with uh, these ridiculous amounts of financial information coming from the government and all the different programs and all the different law changes and all the different governors and this and them. I don't even want to go into, you know, what it's like the COVID headache is what I'm going to call it for now on. You've got the <laughs> massive COVID headache. I need an aspirin. Why? I've got the COVID headache going on again, right? But thank you for taking care of that. I really appreciate it. Oh,
5: you're welcome, Dal. I'd love to
4: do it. All right. Great. For the rest of you out there, I want you to think this through. Single family, good idea. Multifamily, IRO, good idea. Multifamily, passive great idea multifamily lead unbelievably great idea they all work they're all profitable and they all lead to eventually the ultimate concept what is that concept you've heard me say it once you've heard me say it 10,000 times in 30 years it's not the money it's the incredible lifestyle have a wonderful day and we'll see you again tomorrow thank you Thank you, Lynn.